Welcome to the Business Focus Podcast. Before we start, can we ask one thing? 74% of you that watch this channel frequently do not subscribe. If you've enjoyed our videos, please could you do me a favor and hit the subscribe button? It helps this channel more than you know, and the bigger the channel gets, the bigger the learning gets. Welcome to the Business Focus Podcast. Jonathan Herbs is the host of the Business Focus Podcast. He is a strategic advisor, coach, and mentor to entrepreneurial business owners, CEOs, and senior executives. In this podcast, he chats with entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs of scaling companies. It centers around their entrepreneurial journey so far and their aspirations for their companies. Today, we're speaking to um, Eamon Barrett. I hope I pronounced that the right way. Eamon, very close. Eamon Barrett, who's co-founder and partner at Remy AI. Um, Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No, looking forward to it. So, listen, why don't we just um, start, um, Eamon, um, what is it that Remy AI does? Um, so, tell us a bit more about the company and how long you've been doing it. Certainly, yeah. So, Remy is an intelligent automation company. So, we work with uh, retailers and manufacturing brands to apply AI and machine learning to parts of their supply chain to help them um, essentially do more with less, uh, to, to put it to put it. Um, simply. So, we work across a couple of key areas of the supply chain, and these are ones that are front and centre for many businesses in um, 2021 and 2022, certainly. So, we do a lot of uh, predictive work. So, that's helping retailers and brands to understand what's likely to happen in terms of demand in the, the upcoming months and years. Um, that then directly informs some of the other areas across which we work, which are centred around uh, trying to make sure that you have the right amount of inventory at the right place at the right time. And all of the associated activities that sit around that from scheduling your deliveries to how much you should um, you should send to any of your locations or to any of your customers around the, the country or around the world, um, which is really just purely a data science qu- uh, problem uh, in a lot of ways. So, uh, we, we're a B2B SaaS business. We work with businesses across uh, US, UK and Australia. Um, ranging from small startups with you know five to ten million in revenues up to you know some of the world's largest businesses that um, you know the likes of Coca-Cola and Microsoft, for example. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's us in a quick in a quick nutshell. So do you have a sweet spot when it comes to your core uh, core customer, best customer? Yeah, yeah, we definitely do. Um, yeah, our, uh, all of our projects are under NDA, so I won't go into too much detail around anyone in particular, but um, the characteristics uh, of the, the businesses that we like to work with, um, there, there are a few. But I, I guess the main one is that they're just sick of the, I guess you'd call it the status quo in supply chain software. So, you know, a, a surprising number of businesses still do run large operations out of out of spreadsheets, and um, unfortunately, they you know they, they pay the price for it. Um, the they might do that for a couple of different reasons. You know, it might be that their supply chain software just doesn't have the functionality that they that they need, or it might be that the the results that said the software is providing is just uh, are just unsatisfactory, and so they have to um, you know pull together a spreadsheet system that um, that uh, that can bridge the gap. Um, so it's that it's that group of characteristics, I suppose, where we can really um, where we can really step in because we're we're an entry level enterprise AI solution, I suppose. So we help people to really step out of that spreadsheet, that spreadsheet system and um, into a yeah, into an enterprise AI solution that really um, we're not the million, $2 million per year kind of kind of solution. We're, uh, we're a lot cheaper than that. Okay, great. So tell me, you know, we're all coming out of the out of the pandemic. 
What are some of the things that you implemented, um, actions you took in the pandemic that have stuck with you with the business going going forward? Uh, it's a good question. I mean, well, probably sounds trite to say, but um, it's true. The, the whole work from home thing yeah, really has stuck with us at Remy. So we, you know, we had, had an office in Sydney, Australia prior to, prior to, you know, February, March of, of 2020, we were working out of an office, I should say. Um, we did have staff in the US at the time. So we were, we were partially used to being on video calls most of the day already. So the switch to working from home wasn't that much of a, uh, of a change for us, but, um, we haven't gone back and, um, we've since hired more people around Australia and around the US. Um, so we're, you know, we're essentially a 100% remote, um, Based company right now we, for, the, for the staff that are in Australia we do try to get together you know uh, in Sydney uh, for whoever is available every two three four weeks just for a day together where we can you know do all the things that you, that you miss from not being in an office go out to lunch and um, you know have your big whiteboard sessions and and all, all of that stuff um, but yeah that uh, that one really has stuck with us okay I mean it's, it's interesting because you know, there's lots of arguments as, as to which way um, companies should go and one of the arguments about uh, being totally remote is you lose that um, collaboration element. How have you found that? It, it really is challenging. Um, uh, early on in the pandemic, we we uh, the, that is the leadership team got into a habit of catching up uh, daily. So we we, we didn't call it a stand up because it's not really a not really a stand up in the traditional software development sense. Um, but we knew we just needed to keep the communication flowing between the leadership team because if we got out of sync, then um, the results could be quite um, uh, quite terrible. But it, you can also, um, as many people know these days, go way too far down that path and end up with a day full of catch-ups uh, with people and end up not doing any work. So, you be, and I, I really hesitate to use the term, but you re do really need to find whatever that happy medium is Um for you and and I won't say that we've we've solved that. We're forever adding and deleting meetings from our calendars. Um, it's a it's it's in no way a solved problem, but we just need to make sure that the communication does um you know does keep flowing. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a difficult one. Although I do find that um you know having regular meeting rhythms, um you know, a weekly sync meeting, a daily not I call it a daily huddle, a um. And in the sync meetings, you know, dig, digging, digging deep into the issues, and plus one-on-ones. Um, if they're regular, same time, same agenda, um, it, it goes a long way to to addressing a lot of that. So, tell me, um, what's the future look like, and what do you see as your main challenge uh, or challenges going forward? Uh, well, so we forecast parts of the future for a living. So I'll um, I'll choose my words a little bit carefully um, here. But um, there's no doubt that the macro economy is is pretty tough right now. Um, you know, you can't you can't open the news app these days without hearing about inflation, interest rates, um, uh, you know, trade wars, fighting wars, you know, all, all sorts of mm. stuff. It's all happening really in in the macro economy um, these days. Um, and I, I would I'm not going to guess when any of that is likely to to calm down. But for us. Um, we're we're in a reasonably fortunate position to never have had such a uh, a large sales pipeline. I mean, we're uh, yeah, we've got more work than we can handle in in a lot of ways. Okay. Um, so for us, it, it's a bit about focus and prioritization because uh, when we're in that position, it can be 
um, really tempting to say yes to everything and, you know, as some people say, chase shiny things um, and really pay the price because you end up doing work that might be just a little bit too far removed from what your core uh, capability is. So for us, um, uh, yeah, again, it's, it is a good problem, but um, it's focus and prioritization of, of, of where we need to, um, of where we need to be spending our time. That is the the key challenge for us. Um, and yeah, in terms of what the future looks like, uh, the only certainty is uncertainty, I guess you could, you could say. Um, so, so remind me how long has Remy been uh, been running that? We founded the business in 2015. Yeah. Uh, originally, it was founded as a consulting firm. So we were delivering AI machine learning um, themed technology projects around around Australia and then later in the US. Um, but what we found was that we were quite often talking to or solving the same, talking to businesses, sorry, about or solving the same or similar problems over and over again. And they were all centered around this idea of supply chain optimization. Like, like we were saying before, how can we do more with less in our, in our supply chains using the data that we have? And so uh, we, at, um, at some point in 2018 or 2019, I can't remember exactly when, we decided to transition the business model from project-based work to a more standardized B2B SaaS uh, business model so that we weren't uh, delivering you know, one-off projects every time. We were delivering a more repeatable um, software experience for our customers. And so we're, we're, you know, we're through that, that transition now. It was, um, it, it was a phased transition. It wasn't like uh, cut and dry. Now we do software and we don't do consulting anymore. Very much was phased. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we're, we're almost exclusively, you know, B2B SaaS now. And of course, the lesson there is, um, annual recurring revenue, um, makes your cash flow, cash flow and everything else, um, a lot, a lot less lumpy. Exactly right. Exactly. Consulting is, um, well, people have described it. It's like a drug, you know, it's, um, really, really great for short-term cash flow, but it can just as easily disappear, uh, when the, when the work dries up. Yeah, I no, totally agree. So, so you've been running a business now for almost eight years. Um, what do you think has been um, your biggest learning um, leading a business? Uh, the biggest learning has probably been uh, probably been around um, learning to manage my stress and uh, general health. I suppose uh, overall, um, you know, I came from a corporate job, uh, a corporate role prior to working at Remy, and. Um, I thought I had a stressful job at the time, but um, you know, until you, you uh, run your own show or start your own project with a with a group, um, you really don't know what stress is. <laughs> so um, uh, I've really had to to step it up in in, in a lot of areas uh, in terms of managing stress, both on the um, the sleep, the exercise, the diet, supplementation. Uh, uh, protocols uh, to to help me there. Um, so I've, I've very much learned a lot uh, about myself and about um, how I respond to stress and and what 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 can help uh, uh, under different circumstances. So uh, yeah, definitely learned a lot in that area. You know, it's interesting you say that. I um uh, I had my weekly sync meeting with my team this morning, and I was just saying to them that I I had had two and a half days of free time, and um, I'll come back to that what that means, but which had led to some really interesting insights for me on my business. And I have a coach, his name is Dan Sullivan out of the US, and he's talked about the concept of focus time, buffer time, and free time. 
And the focus time is in my business as an as a, um, advisory coaching business, um, my focus time is when I'm actually you know, really I'm focused on coaching my clients or coaching the client teams or business development. So gener- essentially generating revenue um, is my focus time. Um, plus doing this series. Um, uh, my buffer time is preparing for the, the focus time. So getting things ready for me to coach, um, getting things ready for this series, um, just, you know, the, the gen- general, um, and it's also getting things ready for free time. And then free time is about taking time, literally taking time out, forgetting about work, not having phones and all of that. And it's the hardest part is is getting that time where you're just not immersed totally. And as an entrepreneur like you, I know how hard it can be. Um, but once you get into that practice of adding, you know, re- and it's, we schedule it in, um, you know, it's hard to teach your staff and everything else. But once you get in the, in the practice of it, all of a sudden, um, I've become so much more productive um, because, you know, I'm, I'm, and, and I'm not only productive, but I'm smart isn't the wrong term, but, um, you know, I'm not so immersed in the damn thing that I, um, that, you know, I, I get stale. Yeah, that's really interesting. Mm. Yeah, so I highly recommend that. So um, when you think of the word successful, who comes to mind first and why? That's a very good question. Um, I mean, the, the standard response to, to that question would be, you know, measuring success on, you know, in terms of wealth. And so the obvious answers are, you know, Musk, Bezos, Buffett, Gates, um, et cetera. Um, but it, it really depends on how you define success. So I wouldn't define success purely on um, in terms of uh, financial metrics. Uh, I would see success as um much more of a um it encompasses much more than than just wealth i mean there's there's family there's there's friendship there's uh, overall happiness so when i think of success or who's successful i think of someone like um like sam harris i don't know if you've come across him before he's a he's an author philosopher neuroscientist podcaster um but the thing that really strikes me about him in terms of success is that uh, he's no doubt financially secure because he's built a couple of successful businesses. He's a successful author, so that's that 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 part of it's sorted. Um, but he 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 obviously quite obviously loves what he does. He's a, his, his two main um, ventures at the moment are, um, from what I can understand, anyway, podcasting and he has a, a mindfulness meditation application that he offers. And he's so passionate about both of those. Um, just judging by what I hear on his podcast, anyway, he, he's fascinated by intellectual conversations, um, which he can, um, you know, be entirely in control of by those who he invites onto his podcast. And he is such a strong believer in uh, mindfulness uh, as a uh, as a mode of operating or as a mode of managing your stress, I suppose. Um, and so he's so passionate about his two um, ventures there. Uh, and, you know, obviously others are as well because he's been able to build up two revenue streams out, out of those two um, things. So then, so he's got his, um, he's built up financial security, he's doing what he loves, but he's also a family man. Um, you know, he's married, he's got two daughters. Um, I, don't, I don't know him personally, I would love to, but I don't know him personally. But from what I can understand, he has quite, um, quite healthy social relationships based on who he appears to spend his time with. So uh, um, in terms of success, 
I, I think of people like that who just appear really well-rounded and, and happy overall with what they're doing rather than just any one, one metric that you call out. Great advice. Great advice. Yeah, it's fascinating. While we're, um, uh, while we're sitting, sitting here talking uh, in the background, I heard a door slam. And I'm lucky enough to have um, a house and I've got a second house next door as an investment, which is my office. And the door slam was my two eight-year-olds coming home from school. And it's really interesting how um, my children have, have taught me, um, well, I've taught myself, I'm not sure which, um, but um, the pleasure I get from spending time with them and the pleasure I get from doing things with them. And, you know, my free time over the weekend happened to be, um, uh, you know, rugby awards, I coached the team, their, their team on Friday night. My son got um, best and fairest Saturday. My daughter was in netball finals and then, I played that and I took my son 10 pin bowling and he whipped my ass, which I'm not happy to say. And then yesterday we went to a place called the Illawarra Fly and, you know, these phenomenal views over a rainforest. And, um, yeah, it's that balance, which is the point, I think, the point you're making. And, um, uh, and as I said, you know, didn't do any work, but lo and behold, I came out with a couple of really insightful ideas for the business. It was really fascinating. So you mentioned Sam Harris. Any other business books, podcasts, blogs, bloggers that you'd recommend? Um, yes, lots. Um, yeah. uh, on the podcast front, um, Sam Harris is a good one. It's not so much a business podcast, but it's um, mm. just a, I, I, I don't know how to classify it, actually. It's just a good yep. podcast. On the business side, there's one called All In, which is um, run by four guys, Jamath Polyhopatia, David Friedberg, David Sachs, and Jason Calacanis. They're all in the startup investing VC space. They're all successful operators um, prior to that. And they just they just have really interesting discussions about the startup landscape, um, investing in startups. They do touch on politics and the economy and other stuff, and they all have their their they each have their own um, areas of interest. Like David Friedberg, for example, is a science guy. Um, David Sachs invests exclusively in SaaS businesses, so they each have their own area of expertise. Um, but it's just a brilliant podcast, really. For anyone who is working on a startup or interested in startup investing, I cannot recommend that one highly enough. On another topic, um, not so much to do with business specifically, but around managing yourself and managing stress, there's a podcast called Huberman Lab, run by a guy called um, Andrew Huberman, who's a neuroscientist out of Stanford neurobiologist, sorry, an ophthalmologist, um, as he says in his intro every time. He he is uh, he, he has a, created a brilliant podcast around um, health and optimizing your performance in all areas from sleep, stress, managing anxiety. He's got exercise. He's got um, he goes deep on some con- um, uh, some conditions such as ADHD or depression or things like that. Um, it is a stunning podcast for anyone interested in the science and really actionable tools and protocols mm-hmm. for you know optimizing parts of their lives. I cannot recommend Human Lab Podcast highly enough. On the book front, um, I just finished a book called The Art of Strategy, which is about um, um, well, it's a game theory book, really. Uh, so it, it explores game theoretical concepts um, and ways that you can approach game theoretical situations from voting to setting prices to contracts and negotiation and things like that. 
fascinating book, really fascinating. Um, it's, it's one of those books where there's so many good things. You really want to go back and, and take notes because you think, oh, I should, I need to remember that one. I need to apply that when I next set a, a contract or, you know, things like that. It's very, very actionable. Um, but then uh, again, on the, on the science side, um, I wrote a book this year called Dopamine Nation, which is by uh, an author called Anna Lemke, who is, uh, um, I think she works at Stanford as well as Andrew Huberman anyway. Yeah, it's all around the neurotransmitter dopamine, which is responsible for motivation and drive and understanding the, the circuitry and the biology of, of dopamine is absolutely fascinating to understand mm. how and why you do things. Uh, so yeah, for anyone interested in a little bit more sciencey book, but still very applicable to um, motivation, which of course we all need to do anything in life, uh, I cannot recommend Dopamine Nation highly enough. Fabulous, fabulous. Listen, on the um, as you're talking about the Herman um, lab and, and health and stress, um, another one worth um, looking at is David David Sinclair. Mm. Um, I've got his um, not Life Force, but it's something like that. His book Lifespan. Yeah. yeah, he's a, an Australian professor based out of Harvard and is one of the leading um, uh, thought leaders on ageism and um, and, and rever- not reversing to a point um, getting old. It's, and it's just some fabulous, some fascinating. Um, his podcast and his book is phenomenal. Yeah, he's good. I followed him for a little while. Yeah. Here we go. So, listen, um, any last piece of advice or parting words to CEOs or aspiring CEOs out there? Uh, well, I mean, I'm by no means a, um, a voice of authority in this, in this area, but um, I would just say work hard and don't forget about your health. Um, I mm-hmm. prioritised the first for, for a number of years and let the, the, the second uh, fall by the wayside and I've since had to ratchet things up in that area to, uh, to, to compensate or to, um, to, to improve things there. And my, my work life has improved out of sight since then in terms of productivity and, and everything as well. So yeah, that'd be the that'd be the key one. Work hard, but um, don't forget about your health. Fabulous advice. Eamon, thank you. Thanks for having me. No, I really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you. If you were hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We hope you enjoyed this new episode. And if you did, please leave us a review on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you watch slash listen. Please share this episode with others who may be interested in this topic. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, please send an email to admin at scaleupgrowth.co. Put be a guest in the subject line and tell me a little about yourself. If you want to gauge where your business growth potential is and identify where the biggest opportunities in your business lie or where the key needs that you need to concentrate on right now are, take our assessment where you will receive personalized advice for improvement. It's quick and free. Go to scaleupgrowth.scoreapp.com. If you would like to work with me one-to-one, I love coaching and get the best outcomes that way. Send me an email to jonathan at scaleupgrowth.co and put one-to-one in the heading. Tell me a bit about your business and let's see how we can apply a great strategy for your business. So that's it for this week. Tune in next time for more great learnings from a scaling entrepreneur.